welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose. How are we doing? How the heck are we doing this week? Are we off to a good start? Are we starting strong? Do we got a case case of the Mondays? <laughs> I I apologize. <laughs> We're not starting off strong on my end, apparently. <laughs> um I've had a I've had a crazy week and I'm dealing with my problems in the healthiest recommended way possible, which is just embroiling myself into niche internet drama. And (laughs) I mean, I'm just following it closely. And the funny thing about internet drama is I never know what is mainstream. I feel like every app has its own drama. So there'll be Instagram specific drama, Reddit specific drama, TikTok specific drama. And it's so funny because I don't even wear makeup. I'm, I'm trying to be on a journey I put on mascara. I'm trying to figure out how to wear foundation, but I don't currently wear a foundation, which is why it's funny that I'm so consumed by this whole Bobby Brown foundation drama. Have you been following along? If you haven't, here's a very brief recap and it will be very brief, but essentially there's a makeup artist with about 14 million followers who took what was supposed to be a light to medium coverage foundation. I, I learned this from following this along. I... <laughs> and smeared a thick layer all over her face and said it, it it didn't work for her. It set the internet ablaze. I have seen hundreds of videos about this. People saying this is disrespectful to, to Bobby Brown. It's not how it's meant to be used. Bobby Brown made a video trolling her. I got to a certain point of all this where I remembered the ever-present fact that I'm still shocked that I haven't been recruited to a cult because every time I would hear an argument on one side or the other, I would be fully compelled and convinced by it. (laughs) So I had, I was on the pro Bobby Brown side of this with all these videos of people saying, was she made makeup for marginalized people before anyone else did? And she helped me overcome my insecurities and is, is one of the only real ones out there. She's one of the OGs. She taught everyone what we know. I was like, yeah, totally. Um, this is disrespectful. <laughs> and then there were these other sides, all these other videos being like, guys, it's she's a fucking huge makeup artist. Why are we going to bat? She'll be just fine. And all this press is good for her. I was like, oh yeah, they have a point. And then after seeing all these sides, I kind of wanted this foundation myself. It's this foundation called What What the Foundation? And it's light to medium coverage for mature skin. And I am category mature. <laughs> so I am on the brink of buying this thing. And then I get to a whole other side of the controversy where <laughs> people are exposing this company for paying people to to post about this video and not claim it as an ad and everyone's realizing that this company has been bombarding influencers with texts and emails incessantly about posting about this and getting paid for it but not claiming that it was a sponsored post which you're not allowed to do and so we're back to square one and uh, once that drama's over I'm back to having to face my own life and problems, which is uh, 
I mean, who wants that, right? <laughs> I did change my bio on my social media to uh, to my accounts being about pop culture and escapism. And, and I do mean that. I mean, this is always meant to be just a little escape. And yeah, we try to keep things positive. And I have a guest on this week who is the epitome of positive and a very near and dear friend to me. One of my oldest friends, Jada G., a DJ, producer, and environmental toxicologist and Grammy nominee. I had a period of time a couple months ago where I was talking incessantly about going to Coachella. And part of that was just being so excited to be going along with Jada, who was playing her first set there. It was this huge full circle moment for her because she comes from such humble beginnings. She comes from this small town middle of nowhere, Canada. It's six hours from a big city, the, you know, the deer population outnumbers the human population. And she started playing music and made it to the point where she's now living in London, touring the world, doing up to a hundred shows a year and regularly playing shows of 10,000 people. And, oh, uh, casually on the side, she, <laughs> while all of this was taking off, got her master's degree in saving the whales. That's the technical scientific term for it. No, really, it's a <laughs> it's environmental toxicologist. But really, she did specialize in studying killer whales and ocean cleanup. So she's just amazing. We talk about what life is like on the road, what it's like being in this male-dominated industry, and what she thinks of the music industry as a whole. It's very interesting, if I do say so myself. So before we get into that, on the Patreon this week... Sammy P and I will be doing an episode all about celebrities that do witchcraft. So that will be coming out on Wednesday. I want to give a shout out to Hannah, who's a listener who wrote in with that suggestion on my Instagram DMs, which are always open. I'm open to ideas always, but I thought it was such a good idea. So we just ran with it. So that will be coming out on Wednesday. So as a reminder, the Patreon comes out every week. We come out with an extra bonus episode and it's $5 a month and you support me and I appreciate you. But as always, I just appreciate you for being here. So, so if you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast, download it, hit me with a five-star review, all that good stuff. And so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. So we're back with my favorite DJ and environmental toxicologist, Jada. Hi, Jada. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you like that official introduction <laughs> yeah it was really good just for for all the listeners I, I've known this woman literally since birth so it's this is gonna be a hilarious podcast <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I was like I was so excited to record today for the purpose of the podcast and just to catch up <laughs> with you yeah I know that literally like I was like yeah we could like talk about stuff but we could also just like chat shit for five I know. hours I know I know I was like wow I'm gonna have to keep myself in check and keep myself from going off the rails in it's every okay. direction I got time so we're fine. Oh. <laughs> just whether you want to go over the podcast like a five-hour podcast you know like <laughs> Joe Joe Rogan style like a four, yeah, exactly. four hour <laughs> bring it on I'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well spe speaking of having time, you have basically got this podcast up and running because you have just 
you've paused everything you've given me your time so generously in terms of just the logistics the electronics walking me painstakingly through every step of how to actually get this up and running so thank you for that <laughs> oh, you kidding me that was like the chillest thing. it wasn't like it really wasn't a lot like well I was sweating <laughs> <laughs> well it was also just like it's fun for me too because I work like I'm a music producer right so I just work mm -hmm. with other music producers who usually either know the same amount of information as me or more so it's not <laughs> not often that I come across someone who's like wait so the mic goes into where and what does this box do and this goes into my computer and <laughs> I want to talk I want to talk and I want that to make it to people's ears how do I do that <laughs> yeah, exactly take, take me with you step by step <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, well I'm happy to help you King me it's been so it honestly it's just been so exciting to like watch you like I feel like I don't know. Like, obviously, I'm your number one fan, but like, what? same, just, same to you. So, <laughs> but it's just like so fun because it's just like, well, first you see like the numbers going up. Second, you just see like, I just notice how like the quality of your content is just like skyrocketing. Like, you're just like, oh. I can see you learning and just like taking pointers, taking notes, just going for it. And I just, I just think it's so cool. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so you're so nice. You were one of the first people that I told about this podcast, and like, you know, when an idea is still like just a seed of an idea, and you you say it and like with like a shaky voice, I'm like, I think I might start a podcast. I don't know if that's weird or anything. And you're like, oh my god, yes, can I be a guest? Like, <laughs> and that's like that was the moment for me where it, where it felt like a reality. I was like, okay, I can do yeah. this, people. Yeah will sit down and chit chat even if I just have one guest in the whole history it's of this true, though. like it's you know it's I don't know like it, the, the cool thing about podcasting is that you can make it as chill or as complicated as you want really so yeah that's it's, true uh, which is a lot of freedom I don't know I think it's cool and I totally think like it just made so so much sense just yeah. like looking at your at your um TikTok page and just like, cause you're so, um, you have really good, like social media presence. Like you're able oh. to like, yeah, you're very natural in the way that you roll out everything on your content. Um, I don't know if that's because like, I don't know. I have seen your earlier videos and you're still a little really rough. good at it. <laughs> so they're rough and just in like the layout, but like yeah. how you're saying shit is still like on point. Like you're just naturally good at it, which is like, most people are really like, <laughs> you're just like, oh no. Well, I think, <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I, I think that's just the mode I'm in, whether people are listening or not, like whether I'm talking to myself or I'm talking to someone who isn't particularly interested in pop culture and I kind of get like carried away. So I was like, I need to channel this into something so that I'm not just like <laughs> venting about the Kardashians. Oh my God. Total side note. Can we just like briefly talk about the most awesome post you just did about equating the Kardashians to different mushrooms? Oh my God. Like my science nerdy self was just like, this is the content I need in life. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's just so good. 
that was me living my highest truth in that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, right there with you. I literally, I was like, if this video gets one view and it's which is just me watching it back, like I'm fine with that. This is purely selfish, like for me. And yeah, you have that whole science background. And I mean, I never did science in school, but fungi and like mycology, it's just always been a thing for oh, me. Oh yeah. It's like such, it's so fun. Like like since I was yeah. a baby, they said I would just, they couldn't hike with me, like, because I would just sit down and like stare at, at like a, a, a pack of, or a pack of mushrooms. I would like stare oh, at like a group yeah. of mushrooms that I found and they'd have to like find mushrooms up ahead <laughs> to get me to like walk ahead. But, but so, but I was like, oh, I have this page where I talk about pop culture. I can't really get into my whole like granola side of why well, I love wild plant identification and mycology, but I was like, well, whatever, I'll just do this for me. And then I'll get back to like regularly scheduled programming. And then People are like, I love Kardashians and mycology and I go foraging. I'm like, can we all have a meetup? <laughs> I think that's also the f- most fun thing about watching you with this is you've really found a community through this. It's it's a bit different for me because it's just like you're a you're a music producer who, whose music <laughs> has made it to a few ears around the world. But, no, <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like it's different when you're you're an artist because it's like, or at least maybe it's just the type of artist I am. Like I really don't interact with my social media community like I I keep you know good I think healthy distance like not yeah completely to protect removed, yourself but, well it's just because like I don't know it gets like it gets weird really quickly like yeah. almost instantly yeah yeah <laughs> so like I I'm like jealous because like you have this like amazing it sounds like you have this amazing community that like where you're actually having like conversations with people who have the same interests as you, where mine is just more like strange men asking me to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, no, already taken. Anyway, and you're like, uh, yeah, now you can officially say I'm engaged. So, um, but also would never happen, even if I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it is very much me showing up as myself. Uh, but I, I do miss like that in-person interaction. And it's cool because for you, you know, you say that, you know, you, you don't really interact like kind of on a personal level, but for me, like watching your career take off, I really see your bubbly, like magnetic energy coming across in your shows. Even if you're not doing a speech into the microphone, like people just feel this infectious energy. And I feel like that's what they're attracted to, even if they don't realize what, what it is. They're just like... Feel really like happy and this is really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like with all that too like when I meet people face to face you know like when fans come up and and they want to chat and stuff like that's that's a very different thing than the social media because I feel like you know when you have that phone distance remove removal yeah. face thing then things can get strange easily but yeah in in person like people are awesome and I love my fans and they're like such diehards it's so cute I love (laughs) you have created your own community in that way where it's like people can just I'm sure they've also probably seen some of your interviews but there's just this you being yourself that (laughs) is the self that I've always seen since we were little like (laughs) since we were were little pishers that's you whether it's you walking through the woods or like you up on a stage you know playing this yeah. show so no, it's, it's very- true it's pretty authentic I would say like I don't put it on too much I don't think I could do it if I had to like put on a 
a facade or a facade. Well, you're one of what you call it, but yeah. And and in doing so, you end up being one of the only DJs in the world who's like not just like um (laughs) high on their own like coolness, you know, like just standing up there with like this look on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like I (laughs) like that. Is that like I am so cool? You're welcome, everybody, (laughs) for getting to witness how incredible I am that I don't know what it is where it's like you'll see bands and you know sometimes they're like have this whole cool stuff but they're generally a bit more kind of interactive something about the world of DJs I'm like why you don't have to it's a wild and wonderful world the DJs. yeah 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 that's yeah. funny no I totally know exactly what what you're talking about I think everyone knows exactly what you're talking about but <laughs> well I've um, been to no. enough festivals where I've observed you don't have to smile but like maybe you know are you enjoying yourself standing up there whereas you're like you're someone... smiling and dancing you know <laughs> like is someone pissing your beer or something like, no no it's, it, it definitely I definitely know what you mean like some some DJs can look like really just what what's going on like <laughs> spinning music is yeah. this supposed to be the dream job it's not that yeah it's not that serious like it's not it really isn't that serious but DJs take themselves not all but some DJs take themselves very seriously yeah look like but every profession has that right like where you're True. just like people who like take themselves uber seriously and then there's the people who are just goofballs like me <laughs> yes just a yeah, huge goofball me. that just kind of fell into this and then you're like oh well, I'll just yeah I guess I'll just go with it <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was one time where I was visiting BC um, for anyone listening that's not from Canada that's the west coast of Canada you were doing your soil sampling job mm-hmm. right oh it was my like gosh. and it was um no, I was working with uh, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. I was trying to find um, invasive. It was like bug, bug, species. bug sampling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, ha- sorry. Oh, yeah, good. Bugs. No, 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 no. Awesome. <laughs> I barely remember. Because the fact that you remember but that I, I had a job. Well, I just remember being so impressed because I was still like in city mode. I'm from the city. You're from the small town. Like for anyone listening, for me, it's all just forest and fields, and I have no idea where we are, what's going on. And you would stop at this point with no landmarks and pull the truck over and be like here and then you'd go you'd walk into the bushes and there would be this little fake apple thing hanging from a tree yeah. and you'd like collect the sample and I was like how do you know where we are let alone which little dirt pull out to stop and like which tree to run up to but you just knew it like you, the back of your hand so that stuck with me <laughs> but the story but I remember you had been really into I think you had just started DJing and you were like hey I just want to like go record shopping and, and we went to this store that was like they sell records and bongs yeah so peak BC and you're like okay you're like do you mind if I stop and I'm like yeah, yeah it's all good and then but I remember like sitting outside being like all right yep <laughs> you know you were just in the zone like looking through records I feel bad for anyone I made come with me record shopping because when I go record shopping I go for like three four hours I'm, go- I'm yeah. going in yeah 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 you were committed yeah so there's you you know flipping through records and mixing in your bedroom and then I feel like I blinked and then you just had this career 
that just happened. Yeah, I love that. I love that rendition. Like, one time we were just like in this tiny town and you were record shopping. And then I turn around and you're like, wait, you have a career. <laughs> well, you're like from there, from like your bedroom to Europe overnight. I know there's a lot of hard work that went into it. So I don't want to like. Look, everyone's trajectory is different. Some people like work at it for like 10, 15, 20 years and never get fully recognized. Some people get mm-hmm. recognized literally like oh my gosh, what's that DJ who, uh, Avicii, who, the one who passed away, literally his first gig. If you like watch the documentary that's, that he did it, his first gig is like, if you're a DJ, you know, his first gigs like at literally like this super famous, huge club that you're just like, and that was your first DJ gig. Gig. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's not how the rest of us do it, but sure. Yeah. 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 Everyone has a different trajectory and I'm super fortunate. Like I put in the time in the sense of learning my craft and how I like to do it and such, but um, it, it took me like a few years to, till I was booked internationally, but that's not really that long in the big scheme of things. And I haven't even been at this for 10 years, like in terms of like touring internationally so it's it's I'm lucky it it does feel like a blink I know you know there has to be some luck involved but I just I I like hear that word and I'm like it's not luck like you really you know you you put the work in but it is you know a lot of people you know what it is yeah it's saying it's not being afraid it's not being afraid when opportunities come your way I can't tell you how many DJs music producers I know and see who just like second guess opportunities they're like oh but is this cool or oh is this really the thing I never like I was like well why not I got nothing to lose like I don't need to be cool (laughs) like Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go be a scientist at some point. Like I'm leaving all of this and I'm just going to like, I never considered myself cool. Like I really am not cool. So it's just like, I was like, sounds fun. Let's do it. You know, and, um, but that's, but by, yeah, by, by not being concerned about being cool, you do get to listen to your gut. Like you just listen, you just do whatever you feel like. like. No, that's been like definitely a huge thing to like my career is that I've been able to do things that I actually want to do and that I feel good about and not thinking too much about like, oh, is this going to like get me to A, B or C or it's more just like, yeah, that sounds like fun or like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds uncomfortable, (laughs) like like deeply uncomfortable. But even those deeply uncomfortable ones, like I still said, yes, like my, the thing I literally said no to is still and did anyways is the thing that basically catapulted my entire career <laughs> so oh yeah, my no. god Amazing. no it was the my boiler room for deck mantle festival like that one's <gasps> like i don't know has million something views and and it, i i said no initially when i got offered it because what why if if you don't oh, mind because it's just yeah. it's not fun it's not fun like having like seven cameras on you like doing 360 swirlies around you at all like during your entire set it literally it, and then does it literally feel like a boiler room yes you are sweating <laughs> like I was so nervous like if you watch the first clip I like walk on and I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like <laughs> but it's also like that specific setting like the deck mantle boiler room tent is like pretty hardcore like it's a 360 packed in tent you have people behind front sides and it's like 
I'm getting like social anxiety. It's, yeah, it's really hardcore. <laughs> Thank and it's you. Like, and it's, you can feel the like the hype is like the energy is through the roof, but there's so many people. So it's like the pressure's on basically. The pressure's on and it's terrifying. And I really didn't want to do it. And I remember like I told my agent, he was like, yo, you got, they're booking you for Deck Mantle Festival and um, they want to also book you for the Boiler Room Tent. Also, I am Canadian. I have no idea what any of these festivals are. And I was like, okay, whatever, cool. Wait, Boiler Room? I don't want to do that. Like I did actually a Boiler Room, like in a studio setting, like a year earlier. And I was like, I did a Boiler Room. I don't want to do another one. And then I was like, I'm not doing it. No to the Boiler Room, but I'll, I'll play a normal set. My agent was just like, sent me an essay of like why I should do the the explaining explaining exactly like why this is like he's like this is a really big setting in Europe this is one of the most watched boiler room sets it's a really great opportunity and I was like oh you really think I should do it right he's like I really think you should do I was like okay fine I'll do it funny it reminds me of I saw this interview with Cardi B when she was kind of first taking off and she was asked to play Coachella ironically and and she was like yeah I just said yes and then she's like I had no idea that it was like this big deal and this big festival she's like yeah yeah you have to invest like your own money and make a whole stage like I didn't know I signed up for this and I'm just like I love that just being like yeah I'll do your I'll do this and then you're like wait a second (laughs) like and it's only afterwards too you're like oh Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a quarter of a million people yeah, that are going to exactly. be there. Or like I did this like <laughs> fest, this um event <laughs> still happens like even now to me. Like last year there was an event in Liverpool and it was like the first event in the world or in the Western world. Um, Let's be real. Um, That was like a <laughs> DJ event during COVID. So they're like, we're doing this test event. Oh yeah. Had to test before they went in. This was like, May of 2021. Oh, and I didn't know this. Like I got booked. I was like, cool, a test event. I'll I'll do a test event. This sounds, and everyone has to test beforehand. (laughs) This sounds like a good idea. Like every news channel in the UK was covering this event. Oh my God. And like, but then it made it over to Canada. Like mom was like seeing me on like CTV and shit. Like, and I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea until after my manager was like, wait, what? What is this thing that I just played? Wait, what's this BBC thing? Like, oh wait, I'm on TV? Oh, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) Well, not to mention the explosive energy of everyone who's- Everyone was crying. Everyone was crying. I I felt like cry. I got I got like chills. Watch it was like four thousand people. Yeah, something like three or four. I can't remember. Something like that. Like losing their minds. Well, and and <laughs> kids like kids who just like who are just had turned of age during the lockdown. So like they oh. were just like this is our time. <laughs> like our youth is not wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so I still go into things blindly, not really knowing what what the fuck I'm doing, and it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're along for the ride, and luckily you've got good people around you. I think it just helps that you yourself are a good person. Aww. Like you have your head on your shoulders, and there's no subterfuge. Like you're just showing oh, up. Like yeah. you're just taking these opportunities and going with it. No, and then... I don't like. Yeah, w- what you see is what you get. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a bit more about tour life, and like, oh. do you have any crazy tour stories? Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> that you would that you care like that are not reliving like <laughs> traumas, <laughs> you mean? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no PTSD, but like a f- I have one that happened actually just like a few months ago, but I think it tells a lot about what it's like to be a woman and a woman of color behind the decks. So basically, like I'm playing this club, I'm DJing with a dear friend. She's probably one of the very few DJs who can match my energy when I'm DJing and we both play really similar music so we're very like yes like almost reading each other's minds it's so fun yes like, we really like yes and it, when we play we have a very infectious energy and we both know it and we we kind of like really play into it and yeah. we're both like <laughs> and we're both women of color we're both black mixed and with big curly hair. Um, my hair's back for all y'all to usually. Um, <laughs> so we're DJing. And it's also like probably one of my first times playing like a smaller, smaller club. Like this past like 2021, I was doing mostly festivals um, just because they're outdoors. Um, it was summertime, COVID. We're all trying to figure this out, you know? Um, so it was like mm-hmm. an actual smaller venue. And it's that it's intense. Like now, like when I DJ, like after the whole Grammy nom thing, like the energy of playing in a smaller venue is very different. It's very intense. Um, and, 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 um, yeah, it's just changed a lot. And so we're DJing and the owner of the club all of a sudden shows up and he, he doesn't show up very often. Um, and he comes and the way like there's like kind of a back room to where we're DJing. So we're, we're, we're DJing and there's a room in the back and it's like open. So you like they can come behind you and and watch. Right. So you can have like a whole party in the mm-hmm. back. That's what it's meant for. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And basically this, <laughs> the owner of the club comes and I'm just like, I don't know who he is. And he's like an older, older white man, um, like older, meaning like probably in his 40s, not like 40s, 50s. So not really that older. And I'm just getting like weird vibes. I'm like, who is this person and why is he here? Because I also explicitly don't I say like no people behind me, like no people in the room, no one partying. Like I don't like having people behind me because it makes me feel um, just kind of basically makes me feel unsafe. Um, cause you just don't know and, what people and are going to do. They can like, I've had people come and just like touch shit, press shit, oh, yeah. like grab you, well, all sorts of weird things. Well, and also <laughs> just for anyone listening, like as much as Jada knows how to throw like the best party in the world, you're not a party at no, all. Like you're I'm not really like, not. you're not like, let's go to the after and after. No, after. Like, that I'm is like, so... I'm such a grandma. Like my best hours are like getting up at six, working out, having my meditation, having my coffee, doing some baking, baking. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then like going to bed at like 10, <laughs> but uh, not in this DJ life when you're like, you know, yeah. DJing from 1am to 4am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this guy comes and he's like got weird vibes. And I asked the promoter, I'm like, who who's this guy who's here? Like, I don't, you know, I don't like people back here. And he's like, Oh, it's the owner of the club. I was like, Oh, okay. So I go, I'm like, hi, I'm Jada. Thanks so much for coming out. And he's like, Yeah, I'm the owner of the club. Like, just totally flexing that he owns the club oh. and that I am playing at his club. And, and that, which is fine, like whatever, you, you know, you yeah, probably yeah. put so much sweat and tears into this thing because running a club is hell. And so 
um, <laughs> that he added for anyone who doesn't know. But um, yeah, and then we're DJing and like, I look back and the guy is literally sitting on the couch. Like, I, you can't see, see me, for everyone who can't see me, basically he's leaned back into the couch with his like doing the man spread and just like leering at me and Ruby. And we're like, he would basically be watching our asses shake around. That's like basically what was happening. He was just sitting there oh. watching us like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I made this happen. You like, yuck. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm like, this is making me uncomfortable. And it took me a minute, but then I was like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not cool. <laughs> like, you are making me uncomfortable, which makes me not be able to do my job. And then I asked, like, are you, are you um uncomfortable? She's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> and I asked the promoter, I was like, can you please tell him to leave? <laughs> and the promoter, like, he's his boss, that's his boss, right? So it's pretty uncomfortable mm-hmm. for him to ask the boss to leave because he's making DJs uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and because he's thinking like you rely on him, but you're like, you rely on well, me like without so, me. Like, I'm like behind the decks and I'm getting like more and more furious as the time goes on. I'm like this motherfucker. He thinks you can just sit here and leer at us, make us uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and he and, and it escalated. Like then he like yeah. got up and there's like an archway and he's just man spreading leaning on the archway like looking at us like like he wouldn't, he leave. wouldn't leave like the promoter w- didn't ask him to leave because I think he was just nervous about his job so he didn't ask him to leave right so the guy right. just like it kept like this whole like man peacocking situation that was happening where he's just like leaning on the doorway leering at us like and then he was smoking in the club which you're not allowed okay, to lovely yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. smoking in his own club okay okay <laughs> and then I was just like fuck this shit exactly like you're not you're making us more uncomfortable with your presence and then I like texted from where I was like if you don't ask him to leave I'm going to and then I, I literally <gasps> like I was like I'm going to give him five seconds five four <laughs> and I just go I was like excuse me excuse me sir <laughs> and he's just like Yes, yeah, so it's like you need to leave now. <laughs> and then his buddy <gasps> came over. He's like, "What's going on here?" I'm like, "You too, out now." <gasps> like, yes. like, you are making us really uncomfortable, and I can't do my job if you are here. <laughs> they were just like, "Yeah," and it was just like one of like uh, these moments that I was just like, "No, this is bullshit," and I don't have to explain why I'm uncomfortable, like. Yeah, if any woman was because... there, they would have known exactly why they're uncomfortable. <laughs> like yeah. the promoter said that he had seen my text, and so he was like coming over. He's like, "Okay, I got." I think he was like pumping himself up, like, "Okay, I'm gonna say this thing," and mm-hmm. he sees the the owner just like running out. <laughs> is this mid show? Mid show. This is like oh we are God. DJing. We're going back to back. <gasps> we are in it, oh and I'm just like, my no, God. I. I was like, this is ruining the performance. This is ruining the show. Yeah. Yeah. So unless, unless men staring at your butt is like part of your job description, which it is some for people some people, but unless they ain't mine, it's they, they stare at the front, yeah. not the back. Yeah. 
but but also yeah but like you know there's jobs where you're putting on a show for men and that's fine if that's what you've signed up for but if you have not signed up for like that it's like every woman has had to deal with some version of that in the workplace unfortunately and when they left my friend was just like thank you she's like that that was weird right I was like that was very weird (laughs) I was like that wasn't that wasn't cute that wasn't good energy and I think that's like the thing most DJs I think would be tapped or any performing artists are tapped into the energy of what's happening around you and what makes a good show and what makes a bad show and you know when you have um negative energy like that vibes that are making you uncomfortable it's just it's so not worth it it's like I I'm luckily now in a place where it's really just not worth it to me to like make myself small and like for them to like feel like for everything to be okay when I'm like feeling really uncomfortable and 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 very like being um what's the like watched like they're like voyeur yeah in not yeah. a cute way yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah yeah you're like I'm putting on a show but not privately yeah. for you no like, that's like kind of and, like that's exactly what it felt like I was like this is, this is bullshit yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so cool about you like you're a trailblazer because you're in this very much white male dominated oh yeah there's very few people who look like me we're women people of color (laughs) people that are fun and not pretentious (laughs) yeah we're really there's not there's a lot like not in my I should like not in my genre in my genre of music that I play there's just not a ton of us um yeah and not especially also at like the the um can I say this the, the, the level that I'm at? Like it's just there's not. Yeah, of course you can. Lot. You're so humble. <laughs> humble McGee over here. Yes, you can at your level. Yes. Like, like not a lot of. Yeah, there's just not like a lot of like co-headliner people who. No, who that's that's I, true. Um, yeah, that like look like me. But to be but to be a trailblazer in that sense, it's like for for anything to change is like you have to want that change and then implement it yourself yeah yeah, you know because it's like because it's like the reason you know no matter what profession you're in like the way like you know um sexism and like discrimination of any kind like racism whatever like the way that 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 continues on is because it's either guys like that promoter who are like I get it but I also don't want to lose my job or people that don't see a problem with it and it's like you need someone who's power who cares and is powerful enough to stand up and and say like get get out like I'm playing this big show right now and I will walk out so yeah no incredible. and I totally had to say that to myself like and I had like my inner dialogue I was like okay what's the worst that can happen I was like okay <laughs> like they might say well I can be here because I own the club and then I'm like I can also just leave <laughs> and I was like am I comfortable with that I'm like Yes, yes, I am. Can I get to the bed early? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, oh, then I don't have to stay till 5 a.m. That sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> then I get another hour of sleep. Cool. <laughs> now it's really kind of um it's it's more and more common for people to understand like how important representation is um in that setting, but it's like it, it's moments like this that make it not just these hollow yeah, words. Yeah. It's like this is why. Yeah. It's because... And only like it's funny too, because like in that moment, like no one in the audience knows what's going on. It's literally just me no, no. and my friend no, who no, no. DJing, and 
but at the same time like if it's just one person like she was just like my friend was so um she really said she was just like that really like she's like do you do that often I'm like well if I'm uncomfortable I will say something I was like I don't like I don't want to not be I don't want to be uncomfortable when I'm doing my job like and she she was just like okay like this is something like I'm you know that she really she really appreciated it and she related to it and she was like I'm going to do that next time like I can do that too kind of vibe you know like which I'm sure she has but it was like in a setting where she was like oh that was highly uncomfortable and you still did it no (laughs) but but I'm like we're so conditioned to be small and to be placating other people and and for a lot of people it takes seeing someone else doing it to be like oh it's okay and oh they didn't get fired no I totally get it and and you don't know how it's going to snowball either right that's that's like kind of the beauty of it and why like you have to just do it when you feel it versus like doing it because like oh this is going like you have to do it for the right reasons basically which is I'm uncomfortable I need to say something and stand up for myself (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. well (laughs) so that was kind of one experience but as for the whole music industry Mm -hmm. as a whole there was this interview with Issa Rae So in the Los Angeles Times, she had said she was asked if the music industry is a place where good ideas flourish. And she said, absolutely not. It's probably the worst industry I've ever come across. (laughs) I thought Hollywood was crazy. The music industry has to start all over again. And that was from, she said, her combination of like setting up soundtracks Mm. and talking to artists. I was wondering like what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, I remember when you sent it and I think it was interesting because I was with my co-producer at the time and I was, I was like, do you feel like that's true? And like, we, we, it actually started a conversation because I think, look, like I've, I've heard, you know, like you, when you work in music, um, you hear a lot of different experiences that happen to people. Um, I lo- work in electronic music. So that's a really, I've been learning actually these last couple of years that that's a very different kind of area to be in it's so interesting actually there's so many um crossovers I feel like to like science mm-hmm. <laughs> um like my science career. oh yeah. oh like oh, well, interesting like, okay like yeah like you're a professor and you work at a university but like there's the soil science people and then there's like the toxicology people and then there's the ecology people and nobody talks to each other <laughs> like you know what I mean they're all kind of okay. like in this, okay. these separate entities and they have their own little wow. microcosm world of whatever and their little ecosystem their own, yeah own little <laughs> ecosystem and and they like in music it crosses over here and there but like at the same time you're like like okay like the perfect example like especially like, describing what I do to parents where they are like what is a DJ so you DJ weddings <laughs> you know like that's like the classic um, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> are you ready for the new Mr. Know, right? oh my god never oh my never god. anyways like, <laughs> how like you know I describe it like I was like well like you know like uh metal music for example like you know that's a genre you don't know what goes on. You don't go to those shows, but you know it exists. Yeah. And but there's obviously a whole industry that goes around metal music, right? Like, and right, so right. it's it's kind of like that. Like, and there are crossovers, like more and more, like especially since um, Rihanna collaborated with Calvin Harris. There's been a lot more crossover with pop music and and house music and electronic music. Um, so it really like 
yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that I personally haven't had those horrible experiences that Issa Rae is talking about, but I know people who have. Every area has this issue. I feel like every work like area has these things like especially like that's why I kept thinking of science I'm like well it's the same in sciences like like people just yeah well it's fascinating it it, like women in science is such a thing that you know it's such a thing that like now they're like we're trying to make grants for women in science but it's just like I remember talking to this uh student and she was like oh yeah I went to this conference and I was like did a talk and then I like stood there to like have questions and people just like would hand me their trash instead of like asking yeah like you know (gasps) shit happens in every industry where like it's just like you know where there's misogyny sexism uh feeling of ideas and you know like (laughs) that happens in the music industry that happens in sciences too like or people taking credit where credit's not due or like, you know, like, it's like, it's the same shit in like every thing. So I think like with that article, I think that to me, it also sounds like she's going into a new, like having to interact with a world from a different point of view. And she knows the logistics mm-hmm. of her world very well. Like, I'm sure if I went into Hollywood, I would think right. that probably the same, like, what is going on here? I don't understand this. Like, yeah. how are people? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, working like, these crazy oh, hours on set. hours a day? Like, do you sleep? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> you know, but like, it, you know, and, and <laughs> so it's really in the end, though, like, I think the biggest thing I have learned um, working in the music industry is um, really being not afraid to make your own choices um because like in the end especially if when you're the artist I think it's different when you're playing different roles just the same as in the movie industry like if you're like you know the camera guy versus the director versus like the grip person or whoever's holding like equipment and stuff boom mic stuff I don't know like see that's how but like (laughs) You know what I mean? Like everyone has their different parts and has their own issues that work within that area. And it's what you make of it. Like you have a choice every day to go to work and decide if you're going to have a good day or not. Yeah. Shitty things happen, but it's also how you decide to let those things affect you that determine how you're going to view everything really. Um, that's a great, that's well, a great attitude like, to have. I don't know. It. I feel like that's the only attitude or else you'll be fucking miserable. <laughs> well, like, that's why I- music, like in life. I mean, like- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> no, that's true. And, and I guess, I don't know if that already answers my next question for you, but I was thinking of your roles in both music and science, because you're still doing projects related to science. It's like involved. you're weaving yeah, it into your like career. Definitely some. I mean, you know, like <laughs> I'll just say this: you're doing more science-related <laughs> projects than your average DJ. <laughs> true, true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so to be kind of one of the first in both of those spheres in terms of like being a woman being a person of color does that feel ever heavy does that feel exciting like what is sort of it doesn't feel heavy yeah that's because I think I'm look I 
for you know growing up in a predominantly white community and it being very small I had a really positive upbringing and um I think I'm able to move in between worlds very easily too just also from my background of being black and being Jewish and small town and having to go to Montreal um like you know just like moving in different worlds and and living like um and still being comfortable with who you are within those different worlds, right? Like that's that's the key to it all is having your two feet planted on the ground and knowing who you are as you're moving through the world, no matter what's happening to you. And I think like in terms of working in music, you know, there've definitely been hard times and there's definitely been conflicts and things where I'm just like, this yeah. isn't okay. Um, and then I have to say those things. <laughs> this isn't okay why does everyone think this is okay (laughs) or you know and then Mm -hmm. luckily like I have a really great team that like they really support me and make me not feel crazy and they're not by any means like yes men you know (laughs) what I mean like they'll tell me if I'm I'm out of line which is you wouldn't stand you wouldn't wouldn't stand for for that people in who who wouldn't tell me when my shit's whack you know (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's a real friend or a real colleague I think the biggest thing like when you see celebrities doing like crazy shit I'm like oh yeah they have a bunch of people who are telling them their shit doesn't stink and they're just like yeah this is, sounds like a fantastic idea go for it and then you're people are just like this is racist yeah, and- <laughs> but you fired you fired the person who would have told you that right? before like, you did this a while ago yeah. so it's, it, and I think like, yeah it's you know yeah like not to say like I think yeah definitely things have happened to me in the music industry where I'm unhappy with how things have gone and had to deal with some really shitty personalities but it's literally I'm just like well that's work that's what work is like who 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 said that Mm -hmm. you were just gonna go into the entertainment business and everyone's like really lovely and nice just because that's how they seem on tv or as a personality like (laughs) no like it's like working at an office it's like working in sciences it's like working in any other area of work there are multiple different personalities and you gotta learn to deal with all of them (laughs) you know i it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. it's too too much of a blanket over things, but <laughs> no, but that's a cool way. No, I <laughs> I asked your perspective on it, and and like you gave me your perspective, but that that like view of yours, it also seems like it's kind of the the part of you that's also yeah. allowed you to like protect yourself and like survive, you know, just emotionally, like in moving through all and these like, different places. Yeah, I don't and... I don't feel too heavy because I also have like I think the best thing which I, I'm noticing as I go further into this career. And um, the best thing for me is that I, all my true friends have nothing to do with this career. Like none of them are in music. None of them are in entertainment. They're all regular people doing regular ass shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think like, mm-hmm. that's, that's huge for me. Like it's, it keeps everything in perspective it also just like it's helps you understand how things I don't know just gives you different lenses of what's going on around you you know yeah 
there's there's a comedian I love Heather McMahon who she said her rule for herself is there can only be one headshot per relationship <laughs> that's a very good rule <laughs> <laughs> no there's too much ego there's just too much ego that's the reality and it's funny because like I think my my I like to think my ego's in check but they're like the reality is is like I'm a public person so you have to have some kind of ego in order to move in that world. And oh man, yeah, I've done I've done the multiple ego situation. It ain't pretty. <laughs> well, I mean, like you could say ego or you could say yeah, belief true. in yourself and, you know, just desire to like live your dreams. Like it doesn't have to be in this way of like, no. I am this godlike figure, some which really some people about do. That. I really couldn't give two shits about that. I really believe though it's like, I feel like you're just like, <laughs> as a DJ, you're just um, a conductor. That's what it feels like. Like you, you know, you have a conductor and there's all these different instruments that are being played, which are your, your records and everyone gets to enjoy it all at the same time. Like that's kind of just like, which like, you know, that's not, you still have your solo violinist who's just like rocking it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not all about the conductor, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. That's how I see it anyways. And I'm always feel like I'm having fun, like with the people I'm playing for, you know? Um, so it's, oh yeah. Like, and even if not, like I try and like, if it's a bad show, which they happen, like DJs don't like to talk about it, but bad shows do happen. And because yeah. every DJ you're like, how, how did yeah. the show go? And they're like, yeah, it was good. And it's like, on like the inflection of good <laughs> determines how actually how good it was like, yeah, it was great yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway um, how's your day but no <laughs> even if it's not a good show like there's always like you know two or three people at the least who you can like lock eyes with who you know like I'm like well they're having a good time I'm gonna play for them you know and that's like you give the, you channel your energy cool. towards them and then they can give you like the reciprocal feedback and stuff and and hopefully that can turn the ship around if it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, I'm painfully positive. It's annoying. <laughs> it's no, we really need more of that. <laughs> I wanted to end on a positive note uh, <laughs> and, and just ask if there's any moment that stands out to you as a career highlight. Well, like, I think there's the obvious ones, you know, like the Grammy nomination, right? like that was a pretty big one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah my, my single, both of us got nominated for best dance recording, I think, or um, that was in, it got nominated in 2020 and then 2021 was the, the Grammys. Which you got to walk the red carpet of your, <laughs> of your, yeah, your childhood home. So special, like. On one hand, yeah, it would have been really cool to go, like go to LA and do the whole like red carpet thing. I think I would have thrown up for sure <laughs> if I had to do that because uh, <laughs> I was so nervous. I was so nervous. But like being able to like do it all through Zoom and at my hometown, like in my hometown at the house that I grew up in with like my mom and my godparents and my fiance and my best yeah. friend who like I used to make music with and like just like all these very important people in my life um to share the the moment with me was like 
so significant. It was it was much better than actually going to the event itself. That I, I feel really thankful for that. And um, yeah, so that was like a huge highlight for 2021. Um, well, I thought I also thought <laughs> that that was so poetic. Literally, the place that gave you your love of music, where you first started playing even just your instruments and then DJing and then you're suddenly in like a Stella <laughs> McCartney whole like Luke and just like waiting who would have thought Stella McCartney would be like sending over clothes to Cranforks British Columbia <laughs> like the FedEx guy didn't even know where to go they're like oh box for you is it up this dirt driveway <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're like yeah take a right at the big patch of pine trees and then like there's a boulder and you have to keep keep going going. you'll get there don't worry going up the hill Um, but yeah no it's uh yeah no it's huge and and I feel really thankful for it and yeah I think like I think the biggest things I've been sticking out in my mind though have just been like I know it sounds like super cliche everyone's saying it like last two years 2020 and 2021 like I've learned so much like just so much about music like I'm because like I love learning that's the reality I'm like a huge nerd and I just love to learn and so you're not and you're not a huge nerd in the way that people be like I'm such a nerd no no I'm like, <laughs> like actually a they're nerd like, I'm like, they're like I'm a nerd I watch basketball <laughs> like, no you watch the last dance you don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> No, I'm actually a nerd. And I've been like really just learning like like both of us, the, my track, both of us just really showed me another layer to what it is to be making music. And because like I, I, I started in such like humble beginnings, like really underground shit where like literally just like pressing buttons on your computer and you're like, what does this sound do? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, I think I made a song. Is that what it says? Cool. I'll just put it out. <laughs> You know, but like there's so the music industry is like so multifaceted, so layered, and there's so many things that you can take away from it. So I've just been like learning a lot about songwriting, music production. Okay, well, Jada, great chatting. So chatting. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Can we do this again? Can we just Uh, absolutely chat shit? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about celebrities, like. We didn't oh. even get into that. <laughs> oh my God. I am so down. Yes. Let's have you back at some point and we can just talk pop culture. Like, oh my you, God. you know, I'm I down to always. No, I'm down. <laughs> oh my God. Next um, time. Great. Next time. Yeah. Tune in next time on It's Become a Whole Thing with Emily and Jada. Um, <laughs> okay, Jada. Well, have a great night. 